Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Flipping Dreams. Today, I get to chat with my friend, Sydney. She is a software engineer, amazing coach, and she is out there reaching out to folks, helping to encourage others to, to take the dive, take the plunge into tech, and to not be afraid of what they don't know, to not be afraid of this space that perhaps might seem really intimidating at first. So we are going to explore uh, Sydney's background and then we're gonna flip it. She's gonna actually ask me questions about my background and then we get to share with you how we know each other and answer a bunch of questions that we've received on Twitter about being a woman in tech and how to navigate. So I hope you enjoy this. It's a deeper dive, talking tech, with Sydney Buckner, you're listening to Flipping Dreams. But uh, yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, but I'm like, so excited to talk to you. Like we get to talk a lot anyway. So yeah. I mean, this is actually this is like twice in one month. So that is different. That is cool. just a little bit, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so how do we want to start? Do we, do we want to start with maybe you telling? Uh, listeners, a little bit about your journey into tech, um, how you got started. How did you become a software engineer? Yeah, sure. So um, I am Sydney. Hello, podcast world. I've never actually been on a podcast before, so this is kind of cool. So hi there. <laughs> hi, mom. I don't know if she's listening. Um, so I am now a software engineer in web services for a technology company. I am a YouTuber as well as a consultant. I do a lot of calls where I help mentor people figure out what exactly they want to do when it comes to beginning how to code, figuring out what their next kind of transition is in their journeys in tech. And so that has been kind of a whirlwind kind of going into 2020 and I'm so happy and so grateful that I've been able to do this, but my origins, how I got started. Um, let's see. I had actually started learning how to code maybe five years ago. It's been, I went to a private university. I decided that instead of going for biology and chemistry, like my original major was, I had two choices. Um, I had a very interesting thing happen. You can go see on my YouTube channel about it. Um, but I had finally had an epiphany where having to go into the medical field was not something that I wanted to do. I thought that I was going to be a doctor and I was just like, nope, can't do that anymore. I 
had two choices. I was in the arts and sciences department and I was thinking, okay, so I really like English. I really like reading books. I like writing fan fiction, all that fun stuff. So I could do that and figure out what else I want to do from there. Or I can go into what are the basics of computer science in the arts and sciences department. Turns out I had decided to go with English because I didn't have enough credits to graduate in four years if I decided to go on the computer science track. So I was like, no, I can't do this. I had been in English rhetoric for maybe about two years with my college major and my senior year of college, I had to do my capstone project. And this is kind of a weird like way to get into like coding and everything. But as I was writing my paper, uh, my capstone project paper, I had wanted to, to like display all of my information, all of these findings on a website. So I was like, okay, let me just like find a, a, a site where I can just make something. So I had Wix, I started messing around with the HTML and CSS and was like, oh, I really like this. And then going into after I graduated, I had started looking at like other like small classes, like small boot camps. I paid for a couple of them and just really liked what was going on. But um, yeah, it was just kind of a back and forth where it was just like, oh, I'm just going to like go and wander off and do something else. And then coding was like, nope, here you are. Like, come back. We miss you so and, much. <laughs> yeah. And now is it something that like, were you sort of interested in development anyway before you decided that you know the road to becoming a doctor was not like gonna happen or was this just like like how did that even become an option versus and then english i love the going into it from a creative <laughs> background because a lot of people think that tech isn't creative it's actually really creative 100 percent, and i think that's why i was so like drawn to it and so no like they're like i was like what am I like, am I going to be sitting, like, I thought I was going to be sitting in a basement and like being on my computer for like 12 hours a day, you know, like, but just the very stereotypical, like look of a developer is what like I was thinking that I was going to be if I like decided to do that. I had no clue about anything tech, engineering, anything. I just knew that, Ooh, like that made a lot of money. And like, that seems like pretty fun if you're able to like do a couple of things, but I had no clue. Which to be honest, anything. I mean, <laughs> that, and that's a fair entry point too. I mean, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with looking at careers that are lucrative, right? Yeah. Like you can 100%. still make a difference and make money. So yeah. I think, I think that, um, this idea that we're supposed to be completely hundred percent altruistic is is not um reality and no, so i i think that you have to realize i really don't like this notion of like being humble is being like just broke just like in that like certain realm of like always having to think in like a poverty mindset and like we can talk more philosophy about uh, just oh i just downloaded whole, like I Dang. just downloaded the abundance mindset and I yes. am like really getting into this whole, like really capture the, yeah, that could be a whole nother yeah. topic to discuss. And like, it, it's just, it's very amazing what like people teach us about like how money is just so like, 
that is evil, but you need it, but you don't really need it. You don't need too much of it because you'll like become this fat, greedy pig. And I just like being able to pay my bills every month. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> I just want to be able to pay my bills every month and pay to make sure that I can get the student loan away from me, you know? And I am okay with buying myself a couple of nice things, maybe more than that every month, a nice food. And just, I, I can't say that I understand that mentality, but yeah, that is definitely a part of why I decided, oh, like, this is an interesting, like, path. Like, why don't I try it? Like, that wasn't the only reason, but I had to really sit down with myself after I made the decision to start working into getting into tech to be okay with wanting more money. And that was super hard. That was so hard. It is. There's actually, I felt a lot of guilt once I hit six figures. It was guilt. like, uh, yeah. And, and mind you now, I, my student loan is six figures too. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah. should have been the doctor. I don't know. But uh, yeah, um, but it's all relative. Yeah. Uh, but there is something built in where um, you feel like, oh, no, have I somehow sacrificed or am I somehow mm -hmm. not doing, you know, living up to some moral, some creed that may or may not really fit the lifestyle, you know, exactly. anyway, it's, it is. Okay. So let's, let's, let's flip <laughs> back because we can keep yeah. going on. That's a whole nother thing. Um, so you decided you were looking at boot camps, mm -hmm. and now this is something that a lot of people may or may not know that are listening. I did a show about this, the first podcast, but yeah. about like entry points to tech are usually either a CS degree, which is a four year right. degree or, right. or more, um, or boot these boot camps that are online or are in person. And mm -hmm. so I did a boot camp as well. We did different boot camps. I'd yes. love to hear about your experience with that. Yeah. And so, um, before like I even start, uh, anybody that wants to hear like way more details about the coding boot camps that I went to, they can go to my YouTube channel. Cause I actually just dropped a new video on that. I had a bunch of people, uh, lately just been asking me questions about the boot camps that I did attend. Um, but for just like a high overview, um, I had, these were two in-person boot camps that I'm just going to highlight because there are plenty of classes and courses and like smaller online boot camps that I had taken, had attended. Um, I had gotten mentorship help and whatnot, but the two boot camps that I distinctly remember having to like go to, um, one was a boot camp for 10 weeks. We were going at night for three hours a night. I've, what is it? Five days a week. I believe it was five days a week. And that was, that was in, goodness, that was May of 2018. No, it was March. Excuse me. It was March of 2018 when I went and I graduated from that boot camp, I believe in July. And then the previous one, the one before that, I had done maybe uh, three, three or four years prior. It was uh, a part of another nonprofit organization that's around the St. Louis area that teaches adults how to code. And so I had went there to their courses. It was one night a week for about a year. And they had just so many distinct differences just kind of off the top of my head. Of course, the timeline is one of them. But um, the way that they had the coursework set up was incredibly different as well. What I really loved about both of them is that I was getting a sense of community. I was finding people, specifically women, that really just 
was motivated. They wanted to figure out like what they wanted to do when it came to coding, even if it was just like the basics of it so they can get into like user experience designing or data science or just something that was tech, that was something structured in IT was just very rewarding. Um, there were great things about both of these boot camps. I was able to collaborate a lot when it came to smaller projects. I was able to help people kind of honestly start pointing them in the right direction on what like else they wanted to do because I had vetted so many courses before these two boot camps. It's hilarious. Now I'm doing it and people are paying me for it. So um, what I didn't love about them because we have to be honest here. You, you need to make sure that you're vetting these boot camps in every way, form and fashion before you even decide to apply. Um, what I didn't love about them was that the one boot camp that was one night a week for a year, um, we had a lot of unique courses. So you had a lot of unique, like, like web development paths and, a lot of the curriculum was custom made by like the volunteer teacher. And so there was a lot of gaps I felt like that I had in my knowledge. And sometimes that wasn't like the greatest. I had to kind of go like the extra, extra mile to go find out the answers on my own. Uh, and because of that, um, it was very hard to collaborate with other people that were uh, on like other like paths, like other development paths. It was a huge classroom setting as well. So I remember there was like 25, 30 people like in my little group. And so it was, it was great at the time where like I was kind of chugging along and getting things done. But then like when I had questions, it was like, oh my goodness, like the, the instructor is like focusing on somebody else. And that was incredibly difficult to get people's attention. Now with the other more short intensive bootcamp, the... What I didn't love about that one is that there was so much piled in the curriculum at one time. And not only were we like obligated to like, just make sure that we had these projects done for what was our demo day where we had like displayed what our projects were. Uh, it just felt like there were some things that I wish that we would have focused more on and then things that I wish that we focused less on. But what was great about both of these places is that I started really understanding the tips and tricks and little shortcuts that I needed to actually succeed in being a developer and being able to solve my own problems a little bit better and then to collaborate in an agile space. I, I really wouldn't have known what to do in my but in my job collaboration wise if i hadn't gone to those two boot camps so i'm incredibly grateful there's definitely things that i wish had changed at the time but i know that giving my feedback being very vocal about it i know that that's changed so i'm so glad about that and congratulations to them <laughs> yeah no that's awesome and yeah. i think i think it's really hard um there are so many different types of boot camps yeah. and like programs yeah. and tech is also a moving, it's like a moving, moving target. target. Yeah. A, so target. like <laughs> you're trying to hit it and it's just like, yeah. And so they're, they're constantly trying to update what mm -hmm. they're trying to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and like something that might have compiled just fine like a yep. week ago is now broken because dependencies have changed or whatever yeah. and like um yeah i uh i definitely my boot camp was online and it was yeah. like 14 weeks it was two full stacks it was like front end yeah. stuff and then two full stacks um and it was without any background it was very tough yeah. um it was they call it uh, strength through struggle. You have 20 yeah. minutes to basically pound your head against the wall and then you can ask someone. Right. Um, but I, I definitely felt that um, all that, that taught me resilience or, yes. you know, trying to figure things out myself, yes. but it still was really frustrating um, to not have enough. It was just hard for the instructors to have enough one-on-one -on -one time as well, because sometimes you do, um, everyone sees or works through things and there's, it's really hard. Um, like a lot of what I do at Stitch Fix, we do a lot of pairing. So I learn yeah. a lot from pairing with people. Um, yeah. and so I think, um, having a, a boot camp that stresses more about pairing and working with other right. people, um, that know how to pair and how to show you how to do that is yeah. really valuable, especially for working, like going into the professional like environment. And that's one of the things that I wish going into those boot camps. That's the main thing that I wish would have happened a little bit more is that we had people that like really knew how to pair and kind of helped me figure out like what questions and what synapses need to fire uh, when it comes to finding the answers that I wanted, because that's still a struggle for me that I have to this day, like I'm collaborating on a story right now, a, a smaller uh, piece of a project that we're working on. And I, I tell you, I had been researching this for a, a two days, maybe like that was a week ago. And then like, I was like, let me just like throw my hands up and just ask my tech lead. I'm really frustrated. Let's figure this out. And then like, it, it was just so much better having to have a person be like, okay, so like, where do you think that we should go next from here? And it was like, okay, so let's figure out what I do know and then figure out where I don't know and then kind of intercede and go from there. So that, that mindset of figuring out what I do know, what I don't know, that's, that's incredibly important, like going into pair programming sessions. And, and I hope that I get better <laughs> at that, to be oh. honest. Totally. And everyone pairs differently, I have yeah. to say. Like, and, um, and I think that this whole, I mean, right now I'd love to just debunk this whole myth of experts. They're oh just, my gosh. There is no such thing as a tech expert. And so no. if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, well, once I have so many years under my belt that I'm going to know it all, you won't. Like I literally, I can tell right. you for myself and I can tell you like my principals and mm -hmm. architects at Stitch Fix who have right. been 10 plus years will be like every day there, there are things that I don't know. Right. And so it's more about embracing like embracing the process of learning and growing and constantly yes being humble and open to like, I don't know this, but I can learn it and I need to figure out what are the questions that I can ask to, to get, or what are the resources yeah. or who are the people that might know a bit more about it that are going to help me get there. And exactly. that's for me that like letting go of that idea that, um, I need to prove myself, which I think comes a lot with imposter syndrome. But, um, but yeah, just being okay with like, you're okay right now. And then tomorrow yep. you're going to be okay there too. Yep. And you're going to be okay a week from now yep. and it's, it's okay. Like you just keep going. Like, yeah.
and keep going, I think is the best way to, to think about it because I, I do not show myself enough love to like stop trying to prove myself like to this day. It's so just embarrassing sometimes when I don't understand it. I'm learning object-oriented programming in Java right now. Like that is how Java is to JavaScript, like ham is to hamster. It is, it's like, they seem like cousins, but no, they're totally different. They act different. Like they're categorized different. They're you just everything about these two languages are just so different. And I am a functional programmer. I like the chaos that JavaScript script brings, but Java is a beast in itself where everything has to be in order and tidy and this and clean and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how does anybody get any work done with Java? Like, that is an honest question. How do you get anything done going line by line like this, having to put in little nitty gritty details and then having to have the computer like compile and wait for that. It just, there's so many layers and I'm just like, what the hell? Why, why do you guys do this to yourself? And Which I is also there. why um, <sighs> I, I chose Ruby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, was like, a I should have done that. That's what I should have done. Like it's, I mean, I'm I still... always questioning what is yeah. going on. I'm yeah. always questioning in Java. <laughs> yeah, it, it it scares me to think yeah. about. It's like C sharp, those languages that I just oh. don't. Yeah, um, I mean, I I did my <laughs> no. stacks in Python. I did Node, and yeah. I I definitely work a fair amount in JavaScript and flip mm. back and forth. But um, but it is like the wild wild west uh, when you go to the front end and compiling anyway CSS and all of that, that that's a whole uh <laughs> that's a whole other battle that's a whole other thing yeah but um well yeah so let's see you got through your boot camp mm-hmm. um maybe we could talk a little bit about uh you getting your first job your first yeah. role yeah. um yeah how did how did how was that was it what you expected no like, no not at all um I feel like it was total chaos, but maybe that's like, this is normal for developers that are self-taught and like trying to break into a role. But specifically, I think what made it the hardest was that it took six months. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be easy because I had had these two projects I had been working on. They were my babies. I really liked that I was able to accomplish so much with them, but, um, what I realized about interviews and technical interviews and behavioral like interaction compatibility interviews is that um, there, there's so many different layers to why people or companies like haven't accepted you. Um, I, I think that there are a couple of layers to it where I wasn't a fit I say that in quotes for the group. Um, I 
am a black woman and you don't see a whole bunch of people like me in tech, which first and foremost is incredibly sad. And second of all, it's very isolating. And so knowing that I wasn't a quote unquote fit for some of the company's needs was very, it, it I had started to question my identity, like as a developer, like, should I even be doing this? Uh, is this, oh, yeah. is this good enough? Um, but going through, it was six it's, months. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to feel secure <laughs> yeah, when exactly. you're not seeing, you know, every day you're not seeing people that look like you, yeah. um, that you can talk to or relate to. And mm -hmm. you also feel like you can't let them know, even though they know that you don't necessarily fit into their, you know, whatever yeah. recipe. Um, recipe yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't want to like let on that you're insecure about this. You're like, yeah. Oh no, I like, so it makes you go above and beyond to prove yourself, hundred percent, which is just, it's a, it can be a very unhealthy thing to get into. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was where I had gotten into getting, getting so discouraged when it came to figuring out like what jobs that I could apply for. And so I would just like sit for hours and try and get my resume to look as professional as possible, try and put in those keywords and figure out like what I can do to make my project sounds like much more interesting and this and that and the other thing. And, you know, I had applied for a good 200, 300 jobs while I was looking and I maybe got six like phone interviews. And then I would say I had three technical interviews and then three in-person interviews in total, just total over those six months. And that was going into, that was July that I graduated from that second boot camp. So into September, October, was when I was actually starting to like get that momentum because honestly, I didn't give a crap anymore. <laughs> I was just like, let me just try this. I'm going to do all of this stuff um, and just see what happens. What really helped me get to that point and finally secure a job was I didn't rely on one recruiter. And I think that is the best piece of advice that I can give anybody. Like, trying to get into tech is that you don't want to have to rely on just that one person to figure out all of these job opportunities for you because they have other obligations. They have other people that they're going to be looking to secure a job for. And that's okay. That's, that's what they do. That's their career. Um, but you can get so much help from different recruiters and it's just a nice way to just get your foot in the door to like get yourself introduced somewhere. So don't that's, limit yourself. That's really interesting yeah. because I didn't go the route of recruiter. I yeah. 
I looked into it, but I always felt like recruiters didn't quite understand. No. Well, first of all, yeah, it's really hard. They're, yeah, they get confused with the technology and framework and what people, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, and then a company posts their wish list, uh, you know, that's like this long for a Mm -hmm. position that's like a junior position anyway. And then there's also the fact that they're still in the industry. um, So we need more tech workers in the U.S., Uh Okay. We're high. Everyone is talking about how we need to hire. We need to train. We need to educate. Boot camps are doing really well. People are getting into this, but there's still a big gap between what people look for, what companies are willing to look for, for not only a junior, but also what they're willing to put into training someone to go beyond a junior and, and like keep going. And I think, Um, that hopefully is getting better. It's a conversation that, um, at least when I was first starting, it was a big, it was a really a big blocker because most of the times you'd apply and they'd be like, well, you don't have enough experience. I'm like, but I need to get the experience. Like as a junior, I'm like, I, I'm applying to be a junior because I don't have the experience and I need, yeah, yeah. Like how am I ever going to, because you can build as many projects as you want, but Yep. Every code base is different. And so unless you're working in that code base and work, yes. you're, you're not going to really know. I mean, it's, exactly. so, um, for me, uh, like I found tech conferences really helpful. I found, really? um, so I have a whole thing about searching out the company and the culture that you want to be part of. Um, exactly. Like what I did, a stocking stitch fix basically. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, but so there's, there's that part of it, but there's also like tech conferences have really great job boards and it's also a really great way to network with other people that know people that can get you past that resume step where you're actually like being heard or right. that you find out about programs or things that maybe aren't being advertised. So right. yeah, that, that right. was something. That's, that's such an amazing route. I, I feel like that would be something that I would have done for if, if there were just other like conferences that like just came into town more. I know that we have strange loop in St. Louis, which is amazing. That is such an amazing conference. But the thing is, is that they're talking like they're talking tech and culture, tech and innovation, different things, which is, which is great. Um, I can't say that that's always like trying to find like job fair oriented, which kind of sucks. I I think that in the Midwest, we're still kind of that like 10 years behind everybody else. And that, that can be very discouraging, especially when there are so many like conservative values, quote unquote, when it comes to the office and how that is supposed to go your butt's supposed to be in the desk at all times you know this although that with so covid meetings. with covid that's oh my, definitely changing which oh is my great. goodness i i hope to god and i i really do because i really like working from home yeah 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 i, I didn't realize that i would work like like working from home so much but it's given me the opportunity to start living a little bit more in my own head and start answering questions, asking better questions for myself and answering them for myself without having to like go immediately seek help 
from anybody. And so I'm, I'm learning those problem solving skills a little bit more and just like training my brain a little bit more. Um, for sure that, that this has really been a good start to level up myself even more. And I, I really needed 2020 to happen, I guess. A lot of people would say like, this is kind of a garbage year and you're not wrong, but I am very grateful that I'm in an industry where I have been able to work home successfully and start like working a little bit more independently to get what I want. So absolutely. No, I love that. Um, we've talked about that quite a bit, like oh, about yeah. remote work. And for me, that was, that was the goal, yeah. um, originally to get into tech, to work remotely. Um, and I didn't have it right off. My first job was not remote, but, um, right. then, uh, when I w- got with Stitch Fix, it was, and, um, I absolutely love it. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's amazing to, um, have the autonomy and feel trusted that you're still going to deliver. Mm-hmm. what you're being asked to do and you just have tools to connect in different ways. And yeah. now of course, everyone knows what this is like, uh, before it was like trying to explain yeah. to people working remote, they were like, Oh, so you just work whenever you want. I'm like, well, no, I still work nine to five. <laughs> right. I just like, it's just video conferences and different things. And now right. people get it. But, um, yeah, so, um, it might be interesting for listeners to mm-hmm. hear how we know each other. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. So Sydney and I have actually <laughs> never physically met, but we've known each other for almost two years. It's been almost two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. Like we were talking about this the other day because like we had planned actually, um, I was planning to have a couple of trips, um, in 2020. And I was like, Oh man, like I have to figure out when I'd be available to like come see Heather and things. Like you've definitely invited me a couple of times. And I was just like, you know what? It's not the year, but 2020 was the year. Of course. Hi, coronavirus. Hello. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I, I still think that the story is crazy. So I was actually looking at coding. I was looking at a couple of coding boot camps um, at the time, this was, this was in 2018. And this was before I actually got into that second boot camp that I was telling you about. And so, um, I had been vetting it. I had just been kind of like, all right, these are my options. It's this one and this one and this one. And I had happened to see your testimonial on the website and I was like, okay, I just have so many questions. I don't know who's like there to answer. And to be honest, I don't want to be hounded by any like admissions people. I don't know if this is going to be right for me. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just go find her. Let me just find Heather and just see if she'll like talk to me. I had been looking for you on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm not the only one who stalks. (laughs) No. Not when you know what you want. Okay, wait, maybe. Go and get it. Yes. A hundred percent. And I finally found you on LinkedIn out of all places. And I was just like, goodness, I, I wish I would have brought up the LinkedIn message. I was like, I know you oh, yeah. don't know me, but I would really love if you could just take some time to answer my questions. I would really be appreciative of it. And 
we were able to figure out a time and it was just incredibly lovely. And I am always so grateful for that because that really motivated me to get to that next step. Uh, I didn't pick that particular boot camp that you went to, but in the long run, it, it just, it was so inspiring to have somebody just be like, yes, we can totally be mentor mentee. Like we can totally have a conversation about how you're doing. And that just really kept me going through all of just the crap that I felt like I was going through. I felt like I would well, never get a job. <laughs> just... And to, to be fair, I was going through similar crap. Uh, yeah. being, so um, I had just started with Stitch Fix. I was yeah. in the QE team and still figuring things out and, you know, when wanting to go into full stack development, but starting off with quality engineering. And, mm -hmm. um, and so we had a lot of discussions about that as a path and, um, and whether and that was like, happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I think happened. for a lot of people, it, it, it just depends on the type of testing that you're doing. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a difference between QA and, and quality engineering and, yep. um, and the whole idea of agile process, and I love that you're that you know all about that, and you're it's it's exciting when we have those conversations. But, yeah. um, but it started off with like you asking me questions, like, and you were just a, a little bit behind, maybe mm -hmm. in the path that I was on, mm -hmm. and then it ended up being like we just kept continuing to have these like great monthly meetings yeah. and sharing notes, and then it just became more of a colleague, like yeah. I get so much from our conversations. I learn something every time. And yeah, like, it's really, it's, it's become this whole other thing. Like I don't need, sometimes we don't even talk at all about work. We just talk about other things, but yeah. like, um, it's, it's been, I think the neat part about that and why I wanted to bring this up was just the idea of like, um, their mentorship is so important. Like we yes. need people. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of people really do want to be a mentor or a mentee yeah. or be a mentee, but they don't know how. And unless they're approached with it, it's, yeah. it's not easy sometimes. So I, I guess I just want to encourage people that, you know, reach out. I mean, they might say no or not respond, yeah. but nine times out of 10, I mean, they might respond and you might end up developing this really amazing relationship yeah. that um, will just help guide you and make you feel like, I don't know, just supported through yeah. the journey. So. And I think that with that, like sometimes some people like don't even need just that like person, like that accountability partner necessarily. They just need questions answered just like in that time. Like, how would I do this? Like, what did you do to get from point A to point B to point C, D, whatever? How do I do this? Or what did you do with this? Just those small questions and those answers that and also, a mentor can give is just and, so big. And also safe venting, yes. right? So we don't work in the, we don't work in, the, we don't even work in the same language framework, anything. Right. Like we work nothing, like we have nothing in common <laughs> in any way. It's just crazy that we even know each other. But yeah. like, um, but the fact that we can talk about like, real issues at work that come up yeah. rubs issues with management whatever yep. issues with other colleagues where you're trying to navigate you want to vent but you're also trying to figure out like mm -hmm. what's the healthy way how can i figure out like let me get a different perspective yes. on this situation so that i can come back with like this this fresh approach yes. and like i think that that's it's so critical to have 
people that, that you, space. yeah, where it's completely, if I don't know anyone you work with that you talk to me about, but yes. like, I'm able to give you like input from leadership training that I've had or like yeah. feedback loops or different things that like I learn and yeah. like, you know, or things that I've gone through and it just helps to feel like, cause you don't, it's really important to, to be heard and to say how yes. you feel. But yes. then there's also the fact of like, there's feelings and then there's the actual like, okay, what kind of positive thing can we do with this or what can we learn? Because right. just me being upset or this happening, that's not going to help anyone. So like exactly. figuring out how to like transform it, but you still, it, you know, we all need to be heard. Yes. So like, yeah. And we all need to be feeling valid with our feelings, mm -hmm. not having to not pushing them down, not having to suppress them because they're always going to come out in different ways. They're, they're always going to come up in some manifestation, some physical form, some mental form. And I, I think that that's what's been very great about what I feel like we can talk about often uh, on our calls is that like, I, there are sometimes I, I know that I think now I'm the only woman developer, like on, like in my department, like that's, that's incredibly, oh, wow. that's another, that's yeah. another thing that we'll have to talk oh. about later. So, but yeah. like that, that's so isolating. That's, that's yeah. crazy. You just th those type of things. It's like, oh my God, how, how can I navigate this? It's, it's very intimidating to have to think about like, oh, I have to go to these boys about this. I have to do this and that and the other thing. It, it's, it's layers of that imposter syndrome of that. Where do I vet? Who do I go to? How do I navigate all of this? And mentors, it, it really is about providing a safe space and listening and giving constructive criticism and constructive feedback. And and also, yeah. and also just being honest, like, yeah. um, it might not be a good fit where you're at. Like, you know, we've had this conversation exactly. too. It's like, does this make sense? Is this making you happy? Maybe we need to start, you know, thinking about different goal paths or different things and like, yeah. you know, brainstorming and looking at other options because, um, yeah, it is definitely hard. I think that, um, for me, ageism was huge. Yeah. Even though I don't look my age. I'm very lucky. Um, <laughs> I definitely was treated. I was asked my age in front of everyone in a meeting. Um, oh gosh. I was treated like someone who couldn't figure things out. And it was, it was really, really intimidating being my first job. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I was so determined because I had so much money at stake that yeah. like I couldn't lose. I had yes. to get the learning. I had to suck it up, but yep. it was every day walking in a place where, you know, people don't want you there. Yep. And it just really, yeah, I, I can't tell you how there's something to be said for sometimes you have to suck it up and, you know, just get through. Yeah. Um, but then at some point you have to have a goal to do that. Like for yeah. me, it was like, okay, I have to have a shining light. Let me find, this can't be the reality. And I literally would have, I actually pinged someone, I pinged an engineer mm -hmm. that I didn't know, um, who is now on Stitch Fix, but she wasn't yeah. at the time. And I asked her and I was like, you don't know me, but, um, I, you know, I'm experiencing this. I'm a new, you know, engineer. And is this normal? Is yeah. this how I'm supposed to, is this what I'm going to deal with the rest of my career? Because if yeah. so, I had to really rethink, like, have I made the right choice? Because exactly. this is miserable. 
but she, um, she totally was like, no, not at all. Get out. Like, don't like get what you need from it to get out and get out. And, um, and it's funny now that we're both, we're both at Stitch Fix, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's, um, so I think that, yeah, it, it's not easy. Yeah. Tech just like anywhere isn't easy, but I think that, um, having support, finding mentors, finding a community that may not be the community you see every day, but like, at least you can reach out to and like, be like, get, get a gut check, get a reality check for what you're going through. Because I think when you're new, you also don't know. You're like, is it normal that they should be asking me to work overtime and not paying me? Or like, is it normal that I should be feeling this much stress for a project? Is this, you know, what exactly does, what do points in a story mean? Or what do you like, you know, all these things that you, it's really hard to have this conversation sometimes with your teams. So like figuring out, um, what's expected of you and like, yeah, setting, setting those parameters. I mean, there's just so much and you learn so much from other people who've had a lot more experience. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Now what, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh gosh, she's putting this on me. Um, okay. So I, I think that we should talk a little bit more about like how exactly we got into tech. We, you, we both got, quality engineering roles. You were quality engineer. I was quality assurance. And so I would love to kind of talk about like what those mean and how we got into the roles that we are today. So ladies, mentors first, how about that? Ah, Okay. Um, so yeah, so there's like, it's really different. So, okay. My first job, I was hired as a QA Okay. Um, and so I'm thinking, great, because I had only built one project in Ruby on Rails. It was outside, <laughs> yeah. it was outside of my boot camp. Uh, I still don't really know what I was doing. Um, yeah. And so, like, I was just grateful that they were going to pay me, a, like, you know, a little bit to sit and, like, QA stuff because I thought, well, then I'm going to learn yeah. things. Exactly. But my first day on the job, they were like, so we want you to build a whole front-end testing framework with Selenium and Capybara. <laughs> go. And I was just like, I don't even, well, isn't that a rodent? I don't even understand <laughs> what you're saying to me That's right now. So I'm like giggling, like what? Oh, boy. And, um, so that wasn't really a QA role. Actually, I yeah. didn't QA anything. <laughs> I automated tests for the whole framework. Um, oh my goodness. For, for the application. Yeah. So, uh, so that was kind of weird. Um, yeah. and then, but going into Stitch Fix's QE, right. a lot of the tools that I used, like I introduced, um, regression test testing with Percy and mm-hmm. different tools to like help take snapshots mm-hmm. within the testing framework. And, um, I was able to actually utilize a lot of that knowledge at Stitch Fix mm-hmm. and implement that in our systems. Oh, and awesome. like, yeah, and so I did a lot. I actually, the, our, we were a small team that actually um, tested all of the features on all of the teams. Now, that is not possible now. There's only two wow. of us. And now we, we have grown so large that it, it, there is just no way that that was sustainable um, right. for two people to do. But, um, but yeah, we, uh, we did that. We did a lot of, we introduced automation. I wrote automated scripts in iOS and right. in Swift for our iOS app and as well as doing, um, 
a lot of testing and, and then QA as well. We QA yeah. the feature. So it was kind of everything. Like a yeah. team would come to us and be like, we've got this feature we're going to release yeah. and we need, we need you to, you know, go through it and do a bullet, a tracer bullet or whatever. So, right. um, there were, yeah, there, so that was a huge amount of learning for me. Right. Um, the, uh, but I definitely, after a year, like I really wanted to be coding more. Like, right, yeah. I really wanted to be getting into Ruby. I really wanted to be right. um, doing just more full stack. And right. so, luckily, the opportunity came up where I was able to switch to a team where I started building out features yeah. and and really like digging in. And it was definitely a shift because I still, even though I had done all that testing for a year, I still right. wasn't. I wasn't writing every day and it, right. it just wasn't, it wasn't the same level, I guess. Right. Um, so it definitely, it, it was a bit harder. The, the good thing. So it was good and bad. So one, on right, one side, right. I felt like I'm, this is Greek again, but on the other side, I, because I was on QE and I touched so many teams and so many people and work with so many engineers, yeah. I had, I was shameless about reaching out to people when I, exactly. needed, when I had Absolutely. a question, 100%. like I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, you're not in my team, but anyway, Hey, can I ask you something? And like, you know, it was fine. Like I was, yeah. because I had already been in everyone's code bases, I kind of understood yeah. like what, so, um, so that was, that was a cool part of it. Oh. Um, but yeah, that definitely was helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was my, that was my experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is an interesting experience. I think that um, I had a similar thing where I had gotten my first tech position as a quality assurance engineer and had absolutely no idea what I was doing with this but the company was like we believe that you were going to be great at this we want to make sure that you have what you need to start learning and start understanding what's going on in our code base and then we'll kind of see and go from there and so what happened was that i was on a team where my department was specifically using tools like Ranarex, one of those automation testing suites where we were writing code in C-sharp on how to um, start making test cases around what our actual code base was doing. So there were two separate code bases and we were looking at the automation one that was kind of going through and like breaking the test environment. And then we'd be like, hey, like developers, like go fix this. Uh, this is where you might want to start looking, blah, 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 go from there. Then we split off into like smaller agile teams. And as a QA, I started doing a little bit more when it came to looking at the developer code base to understand a little bit more how I could better figure out what was needed for automation tests in my world. And I will admit, I still don't understand a lick of C-sharp. I can't stand Ranarex. I think that is the silliest tool in the world, but that's because I don't think that we were utilizing it to the best of our abilities, but that's another story for another day. I do believe, however, that I made a difference because we started scaling our tests a little bit smaller, which was really nice. And I think in general, we started scaling our stories a little bit smaller since we had been separated into smaller teams. And 
honestly, I got kind of bored figuring out like what bugs were going where in our development sprints where I was doing the QA. It was either like not enough stuff was coming in or way too much was coming in on top of my extra duties to the automation code base. And so I started spearheading a project where I wanted to figure out, okay, how can we better break up the automation test suites to something that first off I can understand and then help me like teach everybody how to do it. So I started looking into how I can use Cucumber a little bit better. Um, started looking at behavior, what is it? Behavioral driven development. Um, started it with JavaScript and then realized we probably can't do that. So I started coding in Java with it. Um, did I get very far with it? No, but that was because of a couple of other things. We had switched priorities, to be honest. And then I realized that I really wanted to do more like you with coding. I really missed having to break stuff, uh, test it, figure it out, ask questions, and then go on ahead and like trace back what mistakes that I had made and then try and fix the problem and see if it worked or if it didn't work. And so, um, I know I, we had talked about this so many times where I was hounding my manager. Okay. Like you got to get me in a developer role. Like, how do I do that? What are the next steps to it? And she was like, be patient. We're going to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. And it definitely didn't happen in like the time frame that I wanted to. It took like maybe six more months before, like she was like, okay, we can actually like finally transfer you over. But it was in the long run, I had to realize that looking back, that was the best thing for me. I didn't realize it at the time because I was being so impatient, but I had needed to feel a bit more comfortable with the team that I was on to ask questions to. And the mentor that I had had at the time uh, trying to figure out Java, um, he wasn't on my team and then happened to transfer on my team. So there was a couple of things that just kind of needed to come together before I was able to start actually coding Java uh, in the code base. Now, also, does that mean that I completely understand development in Java? No, there's no way in hell that I like can say that I am an expert or that I am like at any sort of like level where I'm like, I am badass enough to do this. I still do not understand sometimes when people are like, oh yeah, like what's the, like, what's the method signature in this? And I'm like, why are you talking about? It's a function. It's a function. God damn it. Like, what are you talking about? And I like, I think it, termina terminology oh. is one of the hardest things for yes. me. It's like learning, you're learning yes. languages on languages and how to explain the languages in different yeah. ways. It's like, and it's I very, love, like, I yeah. love telling people that it's kind of like if you're trying to, you're, you're speaking English and they're telling you to start speaking French. They're, they're literally telling you just like fly by the seat of your pants and just like see what comes out. And I'm like, je vais aller vous français. Like, I, like <laughs> what are you talking about? I, like, I know these words and like, let's just figure it out from there. That's, that's exactly how programming is. It's the same concepts is actual spoken language. And so having to fly by the seat of your pants all the time is very interesting, but also that can be very tiring. And so it can be I'm, exhausting. I mean, learning anything new is yeah. so exhausting. I uh, think that's, just, 
you have to be kind to yourself. And also you have plenty of time ahead of you to like, keep like, like I kept beating myself up um, for not being at a certain stage already. Like, Oh my God, I've been doing this so many years. I should know this already, or I should be comfortable with this. And I finally stopped doing that and just started celebrating smaller wins of like, you know, TIL today, I learned this thing today. I learned how to set up my bash terminal properly, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) today I learned like, you know, whatever I learned a shortcut that I didn't know this whole time and get or whatever, like just little things that, um, trying to keep track of like all of the little wins and, um, and also remember like I do enjoy it. I mean, we've been talking all about this whole thing, but the thing yeah. about coding is like when it works, it's like this puzzle that fits and yes. when things, and when it's green, it's you just green. get all this adrenaline and you're, yes. and you're like, oh my God, you could have been like cursing and throwing things like an hour yes. earlier, but now it's working and you're like, I'm ready for more. Like yep. it's the most sadistic 100%. thing that anyone can but it's I amazing. tell people all the time, this is pure masochism. This is, this is that. Okay. Like that, that is how I feel all of the time in like that weird, like non-sexual manner, of course, but like that, like that feeling of that hurts so good. That is why I still do this. That is why I haven't raged quit my job. That is why I have been able to guide myself a little bit further and just give myself that love that I know that, okay, we're going to either figure this out tomorrow or I'm going to ask somebody or it probably, the problem will go away itself. That, that is, that is a thing that happens where the problem will go away itself. And it's like, oh my goodness gracious, that wasn't even a problem in the first place. It was a blip, it was a blip on the radar. So yeah, yeah, that's, there's it, so many tricks. There's so many so things many. like uh, pole master again, like see what, <laughs> you know, you never oh, know what. I, I um, needed to restart my local again because my, my rest servers just like decided not to work today. What? Like, yeah. oh, have you just tried restarting your computer? That's the crap that I tell my parents all the time, you know? <laughs> What are you talking about? I thought it was supposed to be more difficult than this. Yes. What? Oh my gosh. But I want to circle back to something you said earlier that I really yeah. like, just this idea of making a difference. Yeah. Because I think that like the, okay, so we've talked about like tech is amazing. It, mm-hmm. it, it gives you the upper mobility that, I mean, let's face it, like for me at my age mm-hmm. and my level of, of education mm-hmm. being all in liberal arts, which means like I'm very creatively broke. Yeah. And so, so <laughs> I'm like creatively broke. I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I literally picked all of the things that won't make me money, like ballet, filmmaking, like, you know, music, none of these things make money. So to pay for this, we're doing tech, which is still creative, but it's painfully creative. Anyway. Okay. So, so there's like. So there's that reason we go into it. We go into it because it's finally an opportunity for us to break that glass ceiling and make the money that we need to make to actually just pay the bills, just to subsist, not even be rich, just like pay pay for stuff without being destitute. Or do our creative pursuits, yeah. (laughs) Or or pay for our broke, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Buy another camera, do the things, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, 
But then there's also, we need to be, feel connected with what we're doing and we need to feel yes. like we're making a difference. And I think yes. that that, like, even if you're, I mean, it's great if you're working for a company where your mission, like you're so tied into your mission. Yeah. That's awesome. That doesn't always happen with tech, no. um, but you could be working for a great company still. Yeah. Right. And the idea of like finding ways where you can make a difference and be meaningful, even yeah. if it's on your team, even if it's just implementing a new structure, asking questions, being like, mm -hmm. this has always been this way, but it's a pain in the butt. Now, if I yeah. refactor this, are, are people going to be cool with that? Is that going right. to help us? Or like just figuring out ways to be um, like a better steward right. of the code and of like your teams. Right. I think like f making sure that no matter what you do, um, you know, it's not just for money. It's not just for fame. Right. It's not just for, it's like, you want to end, you want to leave the day feeling like that, that it was meaningful in some yes. way, yes. right? Or the week. You left it It could have been, it, it could have been like, you know, four out of the five days could have totally sucked and you felt like, why am I even doing this? But then yep. that fifth day, everything yep. was like amazing and you launched the thing and you're like, and yep. there we go. I've done, I've done something important. Yep. That, that was exactly <laughs> how I felt for what a good, maybe two weeks. That was, that was, that was the last two weeks where I was like, this is garbage. I am garbage. Ev like everything is going wrong. How is this possible? And then Friday was just like, I... I don't care anymore. This is, it, it started working. I am, I am the universe. I am a godlike figure. Like, let's, let's go. Let's just, let's do this. And I, I felt good having to get that done. And I think that I going, going back to what you were saying about like educating, I, I want to be able to leave with, with doing something better or just leaving something better than it was. And I want people to understand that you can get into this. Y you can do this. You really can. And if you and I can do this, yeah, anyone can do this. Like anybody it's... can. And th that's hilarious that we, we've done we've been able to connect and then I've vetted all these courses, done this and that and the other thing. And I've been able to intersect my creative pursuits with YouTube. I, I've had this YouTube channel since college, but you know, finally getting back into it, I was able to start connecting with people more and saying like, it's okay. I'm literally at the same space that you are. I have no freaking clue what I'm doing, but okay. let's figure first, it out. First of all, you yeah. are killing it you're slaying it you are you make me laugh I like literally if you want a creatively broke career being an actor you would be an amazing actor <laughs> like like yeah I love it's so entertaining and but I think just like you were talking about before how like this period this COVID quarantine whatever yeah. 2020 nonsense yeah um how it's like allowed you to tap in more creative into these creative pursuits to yeah. give you like meaning and I love that you're reaching out I mean that was one of the things I really wanted to connect with you yeah. because like I, I love the idea that you're reaching out and helping other people. Mm -hmm. And like, I want you to talk a little bit more about what your vision is for that and yeah. how people can connect with you. Yeah. So I, I want to make people laugh and I want for people to learn something like those are the biggest two things. I, I 
know that I can be bright and bubbly. I know that I can be fairly monotone. It, it's just kind of the extremes, but you can go to my channel and you can see that I have some semi-quality videos that I'm still trying to experiment with where I am just completely crapping on myself about something just insane or talking about my experience with COVID, which has been up and down, a roller coaster, loop-de-loop, -loop, whatever you want to call it. And then I start talking about what my experience has been in tech, getting into tech, how I've still been able to get through tech now without having to drink every day, but still with a glass of wine in my hand while I'm talking. Uh, so it's, it's, I want people to feel like that this is an intimate conversation that they can learn something from. And, and who's your audience specifically like? Who's who? my audience? Uh, I, I had this exercise actually with my business coach the other day. So she told me to think of a, like a character profile. And so my audience is somebody that is close to who I was when I was maybe 23. And I was in that headspace where I was like, I don't know how to do this. I am still trying to figure out who to talk to, where to go, what classes do I need to take? And I, I needed that prep, that I needed that pep talk from people. And I just didn't know who to ask. And so I want to shout in anybody's ears that honestly just like need that like, hey, it's okay. We're going to get through this because I am right there on that trashy feeling level as you are. And we're just going to get through this. Let me hold your hand. Let me get you a glass of wine. Let me just, let, let's just collaborate. Let's just talk and vent and feel good about where we are now so we can start leveling up to that next space where you want to go. And I think, wow. I think it's really important <laughs> yeah. because the thing is, it's like we have this so we have this notion in our society that there's yeah. people who hold, there's gatekeepers with all the knowledge, with much yep. knowledge, and we just need to like find them and then they're yep. going to give us that knowledge. And that's really not the case actually. No. And in tech, it's, it's much different that there, you know, yes, there are some people that are definitely seasoned in their fields and, and they know yes. their niches really well. Yes. But in terms of like someone knowing, like, Every single person can have a different journey, have yes. a different experience, have a different pathway and yes. still reach success the way that they need to. So yes. I think I love that approach that you're taking rather than being like, okay, I've been doing this for 10 years. So now I'm going to show you how to do it. You're kind of like, no, but I'm still successful and I'm still yes. doing it. And we're yes. going to like, let's do this together. And yes. like, I, I really think that's a fresh, that's a really cool approach. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a let's do it together just movement. I, I like to say that it's movement. I'm going to be bold and say that because people, I wore my shirt, my penguin shirt just for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I realized that I wish that I had more people near me that had made it, just made it and had gotten uh, developer jobs because we were just like, all right, we don't know what we're doing and let's just go from there. I, I, and I think that, um, Ooh, that's, that's interesting. That's what's yeah. great about my quote once we get there. Um, but I, 
I had needed to condition myself to just sit down and say, all right, let's just, let's see what happens. Let's, let's see what amount of BS that I can get away with. And I got away with a lot of BS. I am here. I deem this successful. I am going to be even more successful. I'm going to put it out there into the universe. I am going to find another job that I really like. I like their morals. I like the way that they work. I want to make more money this year. I want to start thinking about working remotely and potentially looking at moving and having another space that's mine where I can do more creative things. So I'm going to just Yes. Blip out there in the universe. I love it. Put those intentions out. (laughs) Put those intentions out. And something that really like flashed through my head when you were talking about like other people succeeding with you is that um like in my boot camp, I think there was only I only remember one other girl in our group. And the competition was very it felt very competitive in that we had to prove to not only like it's like there was competition between us even of what how much knowledge we understood as we were going through the and I through the the material and I think that if we could continue to have these conversations and let Mm -hmm. people know it's okay to not know and that like you know it's sad to think like how many people have gone through this process and given given up and like they literally have, completely. have been like, I hit the wall and I can't do it. I suck. And I've given up and yep. it's just so not true. It just means that maybe that wasn't the right language for you. Maybe that right. wasn't the right area. Also, we were talking a lot about full stack. There yeah. are all kinds of other roles in tech. There's yeah. management roles. There's, there's project, uh, product managers. There's yes. like, there's all kinds of stuff where you're not even touching code. Yeah. So, um, this idea that, I just wish women could be more supportive of other women. I, yes. I think we just need, keep to need, need say that like, in other words, like let's get out of the scarcity mindset of like, yes. there is an abundance for all of us. Like yes. you, Sydney are going to do amazing things and like reach all your goals. And I hope I as well will do that in all of my creatively broken, uncreatively broken, whatever ways, no, abundant ways. <laughs> yes. And, and we will get to continue this conversation like 10 years yeah. from now. And we'll be like, Oh my God, remember when, you know, yep. because, um, I think that cultivating this, getting out of our fear culture are like, there's only one apple in the barrel and like, that's it. It's only, you know, you got to be the top of, you got to be this competitive capitalistic mindset. It's just, it's silly. It's unproductive. It doesn't help anyone. And so like, I love this idea of like continuing to try to bring those people along with you. And when people get discouraged or are doubting or are afraid, that's exactly the time when you need to like lean in and be like, Let's talk about it and like, yeah. hey, this is real. Me too. Like yeah. I literally, like me too. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to exactly. keep hitting this. I'm going to slap this keyboard yep. until something works, you know? Until and something like, sticks, until something works. Yes. Yeah. And, and then you'll learn from it, you know? You learn, you party, you celebrate, you, you do a little dance and then you get back to it because it's those little wins. And I, you, you said something um, along the lines of, um, I, I believe that it was where we want to make sure that you have a space where we can bring each other along and just come up together. And that's why I have my calendar open. So I'm just going to like shamelessly put in like what else I'm doing. So 
give me a call, like schedule a one-on-one with me with your questions. Even if it's just like, I have questions about this. I have questions about that. How did you do, do this? How did you do that? My, my calendar is open now. And I truly, 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 truly believe that if you just ask the questions, we're going to find a way to get you from point A to point B to point C. I, I make sure that I make custom study plans for people for 30 days. I'm even following the 100 days of code, that hashtag on Twitter. Um, I'm in a new boot camp. Like I am doing more Java development because I'm just like, okay, I am sick of my own BS. Like I still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. And God damn it. If I don't figure it out, like by the end of this year, then we're going to have to pick a different route and figure it out. And that's okay. I am There's totally- always other languages. You can exactly. go to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to recruit me to Ruby. And I've been trying for a long time. <laughs> this is, that might be the case. <laughs> She's so determined. I'm like, okay, you go, you have fun with that. Like poke that bear, see what happens. I, I'm going to figure this out. It's either that, or we're just going to figure out something else, you know, because I love JavaScript and I love working in JavaScript, but I know that there's more that I will need to do to like get that like full, full stack development experience. So we're going to figure this out and Ruby will. will be next on my list. <laughs> Once, yeah, I'll, I'll let you run with it. It's fine. You know, it's, I like to see that tortured look on your face. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm Masochism. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> there it is, folks. <laughs> but yes. Ab- <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'll have all your info in the show notes and the yeah. YouTube notes of just like how to reach you, um, And it's just, yeah, this is a great time. I mean, people are doing a lot of shifting. Part of why I launched Flipping Dreams is this idea um, coming. It was born out of the fact that I've had so many different careers. And people kept saying to me like, well, you're just really good at reinventing your life. And I'm like, actually, to me, it felt like a lot of failures because it just like, it was like, oh, that goal didn't work. Let me try again. Let me pivot again. Let me pivot again. But by doing that, I've built that resilience and I'm like, I really, really feel powerful and strongly that everyone can do this, that you can yes. learn from failure and it yes. can't, it can be such a transforming thing. And even like now in this time of like obst- great obstacle, yes. and obviously I'm not minimizing anyone's experience during this time. And it's, right. it's been very, a vast different experience for everyone. Yes. But if you are able to look and embrace the obstacle as an opportunity to learn more to decide, like if you lost your job, okay, well, what, what areas can I get into? And if I want to work remotely, tech is an area. So let me look into this or, you know, just being able to harness, being able to find a coach, talk to Sydney, like bounce some ideas. (laughs) And if anything, you're going to have a great conversation. So like, (laughs) but you likely learn a lot. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really excited that we were able to, to do this because, uh, yeah, we talk, we talk like this all the time, but it's exciting yeah. to like actually, you know, have other people listen in like flies. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you were able to get me on the show. Like this yes. is so incredibly amazing. And I'm just, I'm so happy that you've been able to do this. Like you are awesome. You're a badass. You rock. And I just, I always appreciate your time. Just thank you. This Thanks. has been such an amazing relationship. This has flourished 
I had absolutely no idea people that she would answer. And two years later, we're on a podcast together. Yeah. What? <laughs> this is just, and this is just the beginning. I mean, who knows exactly. what we're going to, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here in this space. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to have you as a mentor. Thank you from the bottom of my heart so much for just being there for me when I, I needed it. Thank you. Thank you. But thank you. You know what, Sydney, thank you for being open and asking those questions and trusting, you know, here yeah. you are asking a complete stranger to give advice. Um, <laughs> so you, you actually listen to my advice. No, but, um, but there is a huge, you know what? It's hard to be vulnerable. Yeah. Is, and, and is. you, for you to reach out to a complete stranger and be vulnerable and be like, I really, you know, I am looking I for guidance. Help. Yeah. <laughs> and so again, like I really urge people, like it's, it's, it is a really powerful thing. And, um, let's all try to be more vulnerable and be more helpful yes. to everyone, you know, like, 100%. okay. So now I want to hear your quote because you talked about it earlier. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you've heard this before, I believe, but there's nothing as unstoppable as a freight train full of fuck. Yeah. That is by <laughs> Jen Sincero herself. Yes. I love that book, how to be a badass. That was what really made me take off and say, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yep. You, you got it right there. I have the audiobook. Her audiobook is hilarious. She is just on a roll and it's just, it's like, she is like having a conversation in your ear and she like checked me a couple of times. Like I'm driving and I'm like, holy crap. Like I'm stopping on the brakes, like in the middle of traffic, like, Oh, she just like told me the tea, like, Ooh, like I need to like be aware of this, but what was really profound for me when I was reading that book was that, um, she was saying that see what you can get away with because once that momentum starts, when people say yes, it is, it is on like Donkey Kong, man. Like it, you can just have so much momentum and just cool things after cool things after cool things keep happening. And I have not gotten off that train of fuck yeah yet. I have slowed yes. down a little bit. I stopped for a little bit and I started trying to gain momentum. And even today, like today was a garbage fire. I have not felt good all day. And now I'm just like, I'm on a podcast. I'm feeling so much better. But even trains have to stop and refuel. Yes. Like they can't, you know, so yes. yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here and I still want to make sure that I'm helping and reaching out to people. So I am not off that train. Do not get off that train guys. Nope. It's, it's a, it's an awesome train. <laughs> Great destinations. Yes, and very it's, much so. yeah, it's COVID safe. Yes. masks. <laughs> 100%. We're going to get there guys. Just, just hang on a little bit longer with the masks on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is yeah. great. What? Well, I can't think of anything that we haven't touched on. I think yeah. that, um, I would love, like, hopefully we'll get some feedback from this show and yeah. uh, people that are listening, please, 
Um, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to YouTube. It's all free and share it to people. Um, and if you want us to, and all of our social media contacts are, you know, going to be included. And if you have any follow-up questions, if you want us to like do a deeper dive in another subject that has to do with tech or just anything, um, let us know. I'd love to have, I'd love to have Sydney back on. This is fun. So, um, I would love to interview you for my YouTube channel. That'd be so dope. We should plan doing that. Yeah. yeah, But I'm going to like come as a different persona. Like you, you always play these personas. So like, I'm going to have like, um, there's my dog. What's she, Daddy, what are you doing? Um, (laughs) I saw in the reflection. (laughs) I I don't know what she's doing. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got to like, all like have to put on a different accent and like a a wig (laughs) or something. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah. Totally. That'll be great. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited. That's well, going to happen. That... It's going to, guys. Yes. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much. Oh, I want Thank you so much for listening to Flipping Dreams. I hope that you walked away with a different perspective and maybe we're encouraged to try something new. Uh, one of the things I'm really passionate about is helping people get unstuck and moving forward into their future. Uh, this started off as a book proposal and a book idea that I had that ended up turning into an online course during COVID, during this time of quarantine, to try to help people who were laid off or having a change in their circumstance to figure out how to dream again, how to look at their situation and see a future. So for a limited time, I will be offering 15% off of my course on Teachable. You can find the link in the show notes with the code to get the discount. Thank you again for listening to this episode. Looking forward to seeing you next week here on Flipping Dreams. Mm -hmm.